You're now living the jet life. I'm gonna do anything possible, man. We have a future in that locker room, and I'm excited. What is going on, Jets Nation? Welcome into episode two of the Living the Jet Life podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Hirschkind, and we're here today with FPC Jets writer James Cunningham. What's going on, James? Not much. Still in recovery from that loss, but we're doing all right. Yeah, we uh, we decided to postpone this podcast a few days. Hopefully it relieved a little bit of the anger. I know it's probably still lingering just a little bit, um, and it might not get too much better going forward as we move on to Jacksonville next week. Um, but I guess we got to start with the bad here and just kind of go over this Thursday night game against the Browns where the Jets fell 21-17 in what was a pretty ugly game. Um, I'm sure you'd agree, James, right? Definitely agree. Nothing else to say. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad all around. Um, and it kind of gave a lot of people some, at least I'd say a lot of people, some flashbacks from 2017 where the Jets, you know, would collapse in the fourth. Well, they would start out hot and then eventually collapse in the fourth due to penalties and interceptions and anything else that could really go wrong. And, you know, the Jets are pretty accustomed to that. And uh, we thought this year after week one, even after week two, that they would kind of move on from that. And we, I know fans and us both were hoping that that would be the case, but it looked like in prime time, again, they were, uh, you know, flashing back to those 2017 days. Yeah, I definitely agree. I saw way too much 2017 there. I saw coming out hot in the first half, coming out aggressive, getting to the quarterback. Second half, they just fall flat. They they lean back, they play conservative, and then they lose the game as they always do. Same old Jets, man. Same old Jets. Um, yeah, it's it's rough. And you know, Sam Donald, he's uh playing. He played in his third game in eleven days, and you know the NFL probably just did that, you know, they scheduled that just because he's, you know, the rookie. They knew the Jets were going to take the rookie when they made the schedule, and uh, it just seemed right. They didn't want to put any primetime games later in the season when, you know, the Jets can be 3-8 and eight or, you know, out of the playoff race at that point. It wouldn't make sense. So um, from their standpoint, it, you know, it's understandable why the Jets had uh, three games in such a short time span. Um, but it's definitely rough for the team all around. You kind of see in the defense how they were so gassed after uh, the first half. And, um, you know, Sam Darnold, he uh, just didn't really bounce back too well after uh, the loss against Miami. Um, threw for 15-31 for 31 for 169 and no touchdowns but two picks. Um, and he was definitely outplayed by rookie quarterback Baker Mayfield, which, you know, it was exciting to see Baker, but at the same time, it was disheartening because of all the earlier rumors going around that he was going to be a Jet, you know, around the draft time. And um, so I don't, I don't know what your feelings are on that, James. I'm trying hard not to pre- predetermine anything, but yeah, Baker Baker looked lights out last night. He he showed by, or Thursday night, my bad. He, he showed why he was the number one pick. 
But, um, yeah, it's still too early to judge anything. Darnold was playing his third game in 11 days, and Baker is coming off his first ever start as a Cleveland Brown, coming out energized. So I think the three games in 11 days really got to Darnold and the defense. Defense looked gassed all night. And field position doesn't help Darnold at all. I haven't seen Andre Roberts return a punt since that monster week one performance. Keep starting drives yeah. inside the 20-yard line. Can't get any help. No, I mean, no no help at all. And, you know, that's you know that's a big thing to get into is where we put the blame on this game. I'm sure it's bits and pieces of the offense, the defense, the coaching staff. Um, I don't know what your opinion is, but I know in my perspective, it goes a lot on the coaching staff. Um, you know, the Jets were up 14 nothing early on. And uh, you can kind of tell things. We're probably going to get a little rough going down the road in that game. But, um, you know, when you have a two-score lead and you don't really change up the offensive play style at all, it, it can uh, backlash you. And that's exactly what Jeremy Bates did there. Um, he kept everything with Sam Darnold, you know, pretty short. I mean, I assumed he didn't want to rely on the offensive line. So, you know, it was Sam Darnold throwing quick off the uh, snap and, uh, really relying on the rushing game in the beginning. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it, in my opinion, goes on Jeremy Bates. Todd Bowles, too, just because, you know, the penalties. I know he doesn't particularly like the blame being put on himself for that. You know, he actually came out and said just the other day that he can't control the penalties himself. This is on the players. They have to, you know, realize that they can't play that dirty ball and they have to, you know, man up and not uh, just not force these penalties that are, really just backstabbing them and putting them in bad position over and over. Um, I don't know where you see the blame going, though, James. Do you think it's uh, coaching stuff? Do you think it's you know, Sam Donald's offense, defense? Uh, I think it's a lot on Jeremy Bates, too. His play calling is just pathetic. I'm tired of seeing dink and dunks with Sam Donald. I get the offensive line struggles, but you got Robbie Anderson and Quincy and Nunra. you got to be willing to take some deep shots every now and then. You can't wait till there's 20 seconds left in the game to throw to Robbie Anderson deep down the field in double coverage. Yeah, I really didn't like the play calling at all. Too many screens kept running the same things over and over. And that's that's when you crumble because you get one bad play on first down and you can't go anywhere after that because you're throwing these two-yard passes. Then it's third and eight and you can't do anything. So definitely a lot on Jeremy Bates. Robbie Anderson, too. Robbie Anderson's silent. He fumbles, like, every time he catches the ball at this point. That turnover was gigantic. So, yeah, definitely Robbie, Ander- Robbie Anderson and Jeremy Bates. Those those are where my two blames go to. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned it. I mentioned it earlier, too, just the, the way Jeremy Bates ran the offense. It was, you know, it worked in the beginning of the game. The quick passes, you know, they were all designed just to get the ball out of Donald's hands quickly just before the pass rush even got to them. Um, just that trust in the offensive line is not there. Um, definitely a smart way to open the game, and they proved that scoring twice early on. Um, but, you know, it didn't work later on. They can't keep running those same style plays. They didn't let Sam Donald take any shots down the field, um, even though they had the running game going. Um, and Jeremy Bates even said a few weeks ago that the Jets were going to take some swings in this game and some swings later on. And, you know, on Thursday night they – barely did anything. They barely even took the bat off their shoulder, which was uh, pretty disappointing, I have to say. But um, you mentioned Robbie Anderson, too, and that's a weird dilemma to me, just seeing the season he had last year and, you know, so much expectation 
was put on him this year to, you know, get those 1,000 yards and get those touchdowns and be that deep threat. And I, I understand the fumbles. I mean, that's tough on him. He's a, you know, he's a small-bodied guy, and I understand he's probably out there getting doubled and, um, you know, he has the best corners on him every time. But, um, you know, if Sam Darnold's not throwing the deep ball, that's where Robbie Anderson excels, and um, that's probably why he's pretty invisible for the most part. Yeah, I got to agree. He keeps throwing the – because he doesn't have time to wait for Robbie Anderson to get open. Every time Robbie Anderson's open up deep, the whole line collapses and Sam Darnold can't get the ball off. So can't really blame him too much. I would like to see him get a little more involved. But, yeah, that's, that's really it. Yeah, you know, the passing game, it's really been Quincy Anunua and Bilal Powell just getting all those um, catches. And, you know, Anunua has been coming up big. They had uh, a few good screens to him that worked real well. And Jermaine Curse had those big blocks that, you know, eventually moved the chains for the Jets. But in the end, it was really, like you said, fumbles by uh, Robbie Anderson and penalties and interceptions and, you know, it seemed like every time the Jets made a mistake, the Browns immediately took advantage, uh, got down the field, and uh, Baker Mayfield was able to lead them to a uh, score. And, uh, you know, that's that's just the Jets for you. That's that was the story of all of 2017. And, you know, it's, it's uh, disheartening just to see it again this year, you know, after we thought they'd move on from that and be able to recover. But, um, yeah, on the penalties, it's just... I don't even know how you fix that. I guess, you know, most of it goes on the coaching staff and then the players themselves. I mean, Isaiah Crowell, as funny as it was, that one penalty he had after he scored, it's, you know, that that bites them in the ass after that. And, uh, well, the Tremaine Johnson had two unsportsmanlike kind of penalties as well, and that eventually put the Browns in field goal position and they were able to score. Um, it's just tough on this team, all these penalties, and something that they really have to clean up. Yeah, penalties are killer. we got a young team. They're going to get penalties. I feel bad for Todd Bowles. does deserve some blame, but you can't blame it all on him. He's got these young players. So, yeah, Truman, Trumaine Johnson really pissed me off there with that unsportsmanlike conduct on that third down. That's what ended up get, getting the Browns that first field goal, giving them all that momentum going in the half. Yeah, it really pissed me off. I did think Isaiah Crowell's touchdown celebration was funny, though. Wiping his ass on his former team. I love that. Bad yeah, I mean, great celebration. It, it was it was amusing, but you know, it's uh, I guess when your player does something like that, you'd expect some kind of backlash from the coaching staff. You'd think Oddballs would, you know, reiterate that that's not what this team is about. This is about you know forming a young team into something that's much more than, you know, wiping your butt with the ball and flinging into the stands. And, you know, it, it hurt them in the end. It was a 15-yard penalty that, you know, kind of put the Browns, they gave them some fuel to go down there and eventually keep scoring. And, uh, you know, the, yeah, the penalties just didn't stop. It was just all night, just a messy game all around. And uh, going forward, we have... Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Another another road game. So the Jets go down there to Florida. Um, you know, I, I wrote an article recently just about if the Jets could bounce back. And in my opinion, I don't think this is the week they bounce back. It actually might not be for a few weeks. You know, the Jacksonville Jaguars have 
arguably the best defense in the whole NFL. And uh, their pass rush is probably better than the Browns, you know. So uh, I don't know how you feel about this Jacksonville game. Do you, are you hopeful at all, James? Or I have no hope against Jacksonville, man. i got to be completely honest. Sam Darnold's just going to get bullied by that defense. I'm scared. Yeah, I mean, Jaguars went up against the Patriots last week. They got the Titans this week. Obviously the Jets. Um, and just seeing what they were able to do to the Patriots last week is uh, a little frightening. <coughs> Uh, what was that? What happened? Uh, oh, I, I thought you had a little comment about the Jaguars and uh, the Patriots not. there, but um, yeah, I was just saying it's a little, little frightening to see, you know, how they pressured Tom Brady. Um, that defense is just scary good. I mean, those pass rushers, uh, DJ Hayden and uh, Dante Fowler Jr., and then you throw in Jalen Ramsey. AJ Bouye, Miles Jack. I mean, I'm I'm nervous for Sam Donald on this one. Um, I just hope the Jets don't let it get too out of hand. Um, and I mean, their offense, their offense needs to, you know, take notes from what happened last week. Jeremy Bates needs to call the shots. He needs to change up the form, formula here and, um, you know, allow Sam Donald to throw some deep shots. Can't rely on the screens, short passes, the running game. You know for four quarters. It's not going to work. Um, you got to give uh, your defense some time to get out there and rest. You can't go three and out um, on every drive and punt. Um, so I, I don't know how you feel just exactly about how this game's going to go. You said you're not hopeful at all, but um, I, I don't know. Do you see the Jets having any chance? Do you see them, you know, getting blown out pretty big? And how do you see Sam Darnold's day kind of uh, going out there? Yeah, I don't think there's any chance the Jets win next week, to be honest. But you never know. They did beat Jacksonville last year. I'm, I'm not hopeful, but, I mean, you never know what could happen. Um, I just hope it doesn't get too bad for Sam Darnold to the point where he starts getting, like, demoralized and killed by the New York media. I, I hope he hangs in there enough to the point where he could kind of just say, all right, I burst a really good defense. It's all right that we lost. I could bounce back. I hope he doesn't get obliterated by the defense. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people in the New York media, they, you know, they're going to blast him after these past two weeks. It's, you know, it's unavoidable at this point. But um, and there's also a lot of circulation about Sam Darnold's, you know, pride to bounce back after bad weeks, and you know, he 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 prides himself on putting that behind him and uh, not letting that get to him. But we've really haven't seen that yet. I mean, obviously, we've seen it in college. He's done it in college, but the NFL is a different playing field. Um, it'll be interesting. The Jets have a bunch of tough games coming up other than this Jacksonville game. Um, they got uh, – let's look at the schedule here. I just had it up. So they got the Broncos after the Jaguars. Then we go to the Colts, Vikings, Bears, and the Dolphins once again. So – you know, it's hard to even imagine a win right now in any of those games, maybe against the Colts, but um, the Colts, you know, Andrew Luck is back. That team is looking better. Um, I mean, every team, you know, that's coming up has a good defense, and defense has been the Jets' kind of Achilles' heel. You know, they've faced some good defenses, and they've been beaten up. Sam Darnold can't 
get the time he needs in the pocket. He's scrambling out there, running around. Um, and, you know, the, the funny thing was for me in this Browns game how, you know, Sam Donald had one of those throws where he threw it on the opposite side of the field again, you know, over the shoulder, down the field. You know, that was, his, uh, that was the big highlight of his first week when he threw the interception, that pick six, um, opposite field. And uh, Jeremy Bates ran, ran one of the same plays, I think it was on the second play of that Browns game. And, uh, you know, as much as you think that could be a trick situation or whatever you might think it could be, it's uh, just not a smart move. And I don't know um, how Jeremy Bates is going to handle this going forward. He's a, obviously a first-year offensive coordinator, so, you know, he's trying to get his head in the game. But it's a tough situation to say. And I, the Jets, you know, they're going to have a lot of uh, – I don't even know how to put it. Just a lot of um, uphill battles these next few weeks. And, you know, the New York media is going to hit them hard. The fans are going to hit them hard, and that's all it really is. Yeah, I see people on Twitter and Instagram already calling them a bust. It's, it's unreal how quick New York fans are to judge. But, yeah, it's 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 an uphill battle for sure. It's, it's going to be a miracle to win, like, two of these games coming up in the next five weeks. I'm scared, man. <laughs> I'm scared with you. I think, I think, uh, I think most of Jets Nation is um, kind of just on their the back of their heels right now, just slowly backing away. You know, I think Sam Donald's hype. You know, it was skyrocketing his hype these past few weeks and going into the season. And I think it's going to backpedal a little bit. Um, you could tell Baker Mayfield is now getting a lot of that attention after his um, big win against us and. You know, I've been seeing all these talks lately, and um, I'm sure you feel the same way, but I'd love to hear. I just know a lot of people say are saying that, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield was a better choice in the draft, and, you know, he really showed himself. And um, I don't know how you feel about that. That's pretty inaccurate to me. I don't think anyone can make that decision quite yet three games into the season. Um, you know, obviously, that was a big win for Cleveland. He did some great stuff. He really tore up the Jets. Um, I just I think it's way too early to say that Baker Mayfield is the better rookie right now. Um, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I agree. It's way too early to say that. Like you got to remember that Baker Mayfield went up against a conservative Jets defense who didn't blitz him at all, didn't pressure him at all. When he when he sees defenses like Jacksonville, the Vikings, the Colts, the Broncos. It, it, it'll be a reality check for Browns fans and Mayfield. I think it is way too early to judge, man. I'm, t- I'm tired of hearing it already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he won against the Jets. As much as that win means to Cleveland, I mean, it was against the Jets. And as much as I love the Jets, they're still the Jets. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> he's going to face some very more, uh, some more difficult competition going down the road. That's uh, probably the easiest way to put it. Um, things aren't going to go perfect for him either, I assume, um, just like they haven't gone perfect for Sam Darnold, just like they haven't gone perfect for Josh Allen. I mean, every situation's a little different, so um, it'll be interesting to see. Definitely a big win for the Browns, though. I mean, I support the Browns. Um, I applaud them. That, that was a good win. I understand that means a lot to them. Some people are saying it was their Super Bowl, which good for them, good for them. Um, but yeah, anyways, we'll loop it back to Jacksonville here. We got, um, we got to move forward with this Browns talk. 
So, uh, yeah, Jacksonville, you know, Blake Bortles has been showing up these first few weeks. Um, he, he really torched the Patriots' defense a week ago, and um, they're going up a Titans, Titans team this week that, you know, has been torched by my, Miami. And um, it'll be interesting to see how <clears throat> Blake Bortles, you know, goes against this Jets secondary if they can avoid some penalties and some bad mistakes. Uh, he's not the best quarterback out there. I think a lot of us can agree with that. He's uh, still kind of raw, I'd say. He uh, makes mistakes. Um, some of them seem like rookie mistakes, even though he's been in the league for quite a bit now. Um, but then, I mean, the, their, their defense is just the biggest concern to me, um, especially with Sam Darnold being pressured so much this past week. Um, I, don't, I don't know if the, Sam Darnold's going to be able to, you know, throw that deep ball like we want him to or, have the time in the pocket that we need him to have to make smart decisions. And uh, I don't know what you think your the biggest concern for you is going in this game, but for me it's definitely Jaguars' defense and their pass rush. Yeah, definitely the defense. But other than that, I'd say the run game. Is, do you know if Leonard Fournette is back this week? I saw he's questionable this week against the Titans. Um, you know, I'm sure if he plays, he'll definitely play against New York unless – you know, bearing some huge injury. But, uh, yeah, I agree. The running game, you know, Jets haven't been great against the run. So, but yeah, feel free to continue. Yeah, if Leonard Fournette's back, that, that'll be a concern. Even T.J. Yeldon's averaging, like, four yards per carry. So, other than the defense, the run game's definitely concerning. I think we got to get in Bortles' face, try, try to get him a few turnovers if we want, like, any sort of chance here. Yeah, run game defense, biggest concern. Obviously, defense, that's a concern every team that goes up against Jacksonville. So, other than that, I'd say run game. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. I mean, Jets, like I said, haven't been great against the run. Um, I mean, they let Carlos Hyde go for almost 100 yards and two touchdowns last week. And, uh, I mean, Carlos Hyde's a good running back, don't get me wrong, but he's not, uh, like, top five, top ten in the league, at least in my opinion. Um and when they're going up against a uh, Leonard Fournette or even a T.J. Yeldon, who have proven themselves over the past few years, um, you know that's dangerous. And Jets have really, you know, tried to get their running game going too, but that seems like a little bit of a mess with Bilal Powell and Isaiah Crowell. You know, they're kind of splitting carries right now. Bilal seems to get, you know, the more efficient returns. He's going for, you know, 14 carries for 70-something yards. Well. Crowell is really just getting those um, red zone touches. You know, he had the two touchdowns, but he only had, I think, around like 30-something yards last week. So, um, you know, it's interesting. I think the Jets, I know, well, I know Todd Bowles likes that running back by committee kind of feel to his team, but, you know, it'd be, it'd be interesting if they could really get one of them going, at least one of them going. And, uh you know, that, that'll be tough this week against the Jacksonville team, and it'll be tough going forward against some better defenses. But, you know, if Sam Donald's going to struggle with the pass, you know, week after week, that running game's going to be heavily relied on. And I think the Jets need some more structure there. I don't know how you feel about our running game right now, James. Yeah, I think Bilal Powell really just deserves to kind of get more carries. He had, he had 40 more yards than Isaiah Kowal on two less carries. Isaiah Kowal, good good red zone back, good first down back, but Bilal Powell has got to get more carries, man. I'm tired of seeing this committee. It's been year after year where Powell 
does his part and gets underused. I'm, I'm tired of it. I want to see Powell running the ball 20 times a game if we really want to help out Sam Darnold. Isaiah Kowal fell like four times in the backfield last week. He averaged two yards per carry. And I like him in the red zone. He deserves those like three-yard touchdowns. But other than that, I see. I want to see Powell get the ball more. Yeah, you know, Powell definitely deserves it more. He's uh, just really he's proved himself every year, and the Jets just don't seem to want to go to him. And there's no logical reason why. He's proven himself. He's efficient when he carries the ball. He gets those big runs. Um, you know, he's older back, but he runs well. He runs hard. He's quick off the line. And uh, he really deserves that. And I think the Jets are missing out on something big there by, you know, continuing to put someone in front of him that sh- really shouldn't be. I mean, last year, in the years past, it was Matt Forte, a washed-up Matt Forte, who, you know, when Bilal Powell got his touches, it was because Matt Forte was injured, which was most of the time. And uh, I understand Crowell is an upgrade from Matt Forte in a way. Um, you know, he's younger He's a bigger back. He can, you know, burst through the line. But through these first three weeks, he just hasn't, you know, shown that potential except for in the red zone when, you know, obviously Sam Darnold can't can't throw in the end zone. He can't throw at all um, just because of that offensive line. That's not giving him any time. So uh, I agree, though. I think the law pal really deserves more of this, you know, acknowledgement from the backfield. He uh, – He's been efficient so far. I think the Jets are just missing out on something big. Um, uh, but, yeah, going forward, I mean, there's not much else to talk about here with the Jets. They're, I know a lot of this podcast so far has been pretty negative. Um, I mean, there were, were some good things that came out of that game. I mean, the defense looked pretty stellar up until the second half. I mean, sacking Tyrod Taylor four times. Um, you know, they they didn't allow the Browns to score at all until Baker Mayfield came in and just lit them up. And, you know, some of that blame can be put on, you know, the three games in 11 days. Um, It could be blamed on the weather, you know, you can blame it on anything, but I think that's something the Jets definitely need to clean up if they even want to compete this week against Jacksonville or the week after against uh, any of these teams coming up. So, I guess we can top it off here. I don't know if you have a score prediction in mind, James, for this Jacksonville game, but uh, I'd love to hear it if you do. Mm. 24-3. to three. Whew. I assume Jacksonville is winning 24-3. to three. Yes, Jacksonville is winning 24-3. to three. <laughs> You know, I'll... Uh, I can't uh, too too much disagree with you on that because, you know, I do think Jacksonville is going to put up some points against the Jets, and the Jets aren't going to get many opportunities on their side of the field. But uh, my hope is that the Jets, you know, at least get a touchdown. That's my hope. I'm going to go with uh, – I'll go 21-7 Jacksonville. Um, I, I, I think it will play out a lot like last week against Cleveland where – you know, Sam Donalds, he might not throw a touchdown, but um, if they get down there, you know, due to a turnover by Jacksonville or anything like that, you know, they'll just punch it in with Isaiah Crowell, and that'll really be it. I, I don't expect much from the offense this week. You know, I think that's pretty understandable seeing this how this Jacksonville defense is. Um, yeah, I'm going to go 21-7 Jacksonville. 
So I guess Props, uh, forgive touchdown. I, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I got to be. I, I have to be a little hopeful. I mean, I think all Jets fans have to just be a little hopeful. Like we're all going to watch the game. We're, there's none of us that are, you know, unless there's some arrogance out there that goes, you know, I'm not watching this anymore. I'm done with the Jets. You know, there's still hope. We we haven't seen much of Sam Darnold yet. I mean, it's only week four. So uh, I think there always has to be a little hope there just just because there's so much to look forward to in this team, you know, not only this year but for years to come. So, uh, you know, I'll I'll keep my hopes up a little bit. I, I, I think you're right when you said there's no chance they win this game. You know, I, I'm excited to see what the uh, over-under on this game is going to be. Um, I think it might be one of the highest ones we see in a while. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if you have anything else to add, James, but I think that's uh, where we'll cut it off with this disappointing loss of the Browns and, you know, all the negativity we've talked about so far. Perfect. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say, man. All right, well, we'll end it here. Um, yeah, I'm Kyle Hirschkind, and this was James Cunningham on the line with me. Uh, we'll be back next week hopefully with a little more positivity, but no guarantees. Um, thanks for listening, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Kyle Hirschkind. You can also follow uh, Full Press Coverage Jets at Twitter. on uh, It's at FPC underscore Jets. Um, and, James, if you want to let, no, let everyone know where they can find you, too. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, at JCunninghamNFL. All right. Well, until next week, keep your hopes up as much as you can, and uh, let's go Jets.